some things the Lord we can pray to the Lord and we'll see immediate answer or God will speak specific wisdom into but there's some things that that prayer has to be persistent because it's chipping away at something welcome to the one cry podcast a nationwide call for spiritual awakening and now your hosts Bill Elif and Kyle Reno Well, welcome. We are so thrilled that uh, you're joining us for this One Cry podcast. And Kyle Reno and, and myself, Bill Eloff, uh, our whole goal and and the whole goal really of the One Cry initiative, uh, mm-hmm. which you can learn about at onecry.com, uh, is to just unite and help raise up a, a united cry. Right for God to come in mm-hmm. power and send revival and spiritual awakening to our nation. Yeah. And so in these days, Kyle, uh, the, this series we're doing on all prayer, right. we're trying to raise the level of our praying That's by right. looking at all the the different aspects, how the different kinds of prayer. And right. I, I think of it like a, like a prism you hold up to the light and you're just turning it and you see, oh, there's that part of prayer and that part of prayer and that part of yeah. prayer. And I want that to become a part of my praying. That's right. So that that our our cry, my cry, and our united cry can be better. Yeah. And in one of those areas, uh, well, the Bible talks about this a lot is just persistence yeah, right. in prayer. And we need it in every aspect of life. We see it in a lot right. of aspects. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the great athletes are are persistent. Those, yeah. you know, so uh, I, I know you got a little persistence I heard going on in your own uh, mm. your own home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a, you're saying I was thinking about this this united cry. You yeah, know, I got one in yeah. my house. We have twins. Yeah, that are four. And they're kind of tw- growing up on this podcast. They are growing up on this podcast, out. and man, they they just turned uh, four, and they are. It's I mean, they're all boy all the time, four years old, and twins are different guys. Yeah. To all of our listeners out there, yeah. if you're a, a parent of twins, we got something going. We got a kindred yeah. here. I, I look at some, if I see somebody out that has twins, yeah. we just immediately gravitate toward each other. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey man, you're going to make it. Yeah. You're gonna do it. That's right. <laughs> There's something in there. Well, I mean, as they're becoming obviously more vocal and verbal, um, man, twins can harmonize. Mm. Like no, no harmony on earth. Yeah. When when Lincoln and Tucker go gummies together, gummies, 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 yeah. gummies, like, <laughs> like like minions. It's, <laughs> it's, you're like gummy, gummy, gummy. and they keep yeah. saying it. Or if they want, if it's time to watch a show, yeah. and they want to watch a little cartoon yeah. Avengers. You know, yeah. they go Avengers, Avengers, <laughs> but it sounds like one voice. Yeah. But it's yeah, not. It's, but it's stronger than it's just one. one voice. And, it's, <laughs> and I'm not saying that you can't overcome it as a parent. But it's <laughs> but, harder. But it's harder. <laughs> it's harder than just telling one kid no. You know, because yeah. now I've got to get in both of your minds no. And, so and they never give up, too. Man. I mean, kids get on a deal and they just, you know, they just drive you insane because they, they, they're persistent. They're persistent. And, yeah. and you know, obviously, there's some humor to that and some reality. Uh, but, you know, the Lord loves a persistent cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there's something to, that, to this beautiful uh, petition that just keeps coming, mm-hmm. keeps coming. And the Lord illustrated this. Luke 18, I'd really encourage our listeners today. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture about prayer. In Luke 18, 1 through 8, it's a parable 
And man, for me, I'm 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 a simple guy <laughs> from Bama. And so I, I've learned a long time ago that God gave us parables and Jesus specifically, they're pictures. He said, I want you to see something in this parable. I want you to be able to see a truth about the kingdom of God. So he gave us this parable and he I love this. He gave us a definition of why he's given us this parable. He says, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray. He said, I'm going to give you a parable so that you will know you ought always to pray. And then I love God's heart in this. He says, and not lose heart. The Lord knows something about this. Jesus specifically. Hey, I, hey, two things I want you to know about prayer that can happen in you. One is that you can want to give up. That and if you've prayed about something consistently for a long time, you know those moments where like, man, I I, I don't know what to pray anymore. I, I remember one of my favorite movies is Cinderella Man, uh, with Russell uh, Crow in it, and he's the boxer. He, he's representing James Braddock, James J. Braddock, you know, in it, and they're going through the Great Depression. His kids are hungry, and his wife reaches out, and they got like baloney left, you know, and she leans over to put her hands to pray. And he's just tired. And he says this statement, I'm all prayed up. And he's, he's like, man, I ain't got nothing. And you know what? I get that. If you've lived through life and stuff, you get that. And what Jesus is leaning over, and I don't think he's shaming us, he's saying, I get that. But, but I, don't, I want you to learn not to lose heart because I want you to see how prayer works. And then he gives us this crazy parable that can teach us some cool truths. In verse 2, he said, In a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. So we got a bad guy. He said, I want to paint a picture of one of the worst parts of humanity. This guy doesn't fear the Lord, nor does he care about people. And in that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him, kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. So you got a few people in this parable. You got this bad judge who's just a horrible human. And then you've got this widow. And, and, and the Lord seems to use the picture of widows. Now, obviously, in the scripture, he calls the church to care for widows, to come alongside widows. And I, I think there's a bigger truth here than just widows that he's showing. He's trying to show us that everyone can resonate and identify with this widow. Because you know what a widow needs? A widow needs, in, in real life, oftentimes needs someone to stand with them. They're, they're, they're not dependent in every way, but they need somebody to stand with them. And then other times, a widow needs someone to stand for them. And in this moment, she needs somebody to stand for her. She's got an adversary, and she needs an authority. That's why she's going to a judge. She's going to judge... And she doesn't go one time. She keeps coming. <laughs> she keeps coming to him with this same issue. She keeps coming to him with this same problem. Why would Jesus want us to understand this in prayer if that's not true also in our prayer lives? That there's some things you just got to keep coming to him about. And it's not because he's a bad dad. It's because we're in a real war. I mean, I, I think other places in Scripture show us this, that, that Daniel prays for 21 days, right? And, and, and when the angel comes and says, hey, listen, I heard you from moment one, prayer one, utter word one, but there was a war going on between that prayer and this moment. So keep on praying. Come to him, give me justice against my adversary. And it says about this bad guy, I said, while he 
For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. So here's this judge going, you know what? I don't care about her. I don't care about God. But just so she'll leave me alone, I'm going to give in to her request. Give in to it. I'm going to finally give up and give in to this moment. And then the Lord says in verse 6, Hear what this unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect? who cry to him day and night. Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Now, I'll, I'll, you got to take this whole text in, into thought here for a moment. So Jesus is saying, okay, hey, here's the parable. Then he talks real talk. If that bad guy will give justice to this righteous woman, how much more so will a righteous God give justice to a broken people that keep coming, that keep coming to him. And some interesting things in here that the Lord says, gives justice to his elect who cry to him day and night. Uh, we, we talked about this in a recent podcast, that there's something about the Lord booking in our lives, uh, our every day with engaging him. Uh, some things the Lord, we can pray to the Lord and we'll see immediate answer or God will speak specific wisdom into. But there's some things that, that prayer has to be persistent because it's chipping away at something. It, 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 it's, it's bigger. That, honestly, the, what we're praying for is bigger than one prayer. That if you think, think about what we're talking about in this whole podcast, revival, spiritual awakening. I don't think the Lord's looking for us to finally put the right prayer together that every prayer matters, that each prayer matters, the one in the morning, the one in the night, and that there's something that's happening. There's a war that we can't see as we persistently come to him. And then the Lord says, will he delay long over, over them? Well, you just said that, that we're praying consistently day after day. That seems like a long time. It's, and some prayers go on for years. I, I, I've got prayers for family members that I've been praying for decades, I had prayers for my dad. I prayed for decades that God finally answered recently. 21 years worth of praying for God to move in his life mindly. Well, what was happening that whole time? The Lord was moving. Things were being chipped away at. And then when he says, will he not give justice to them speedily? Speedily. Let me tell you what I've learned about the Lord and, and about prayer specifically. That there's things that are happening that I can't see when we keep praying persistently, that we just don't know what all is going on in the spiritual realm, what's going on in the heart of somebody else, what's happening in that situation. But when God moves, get ready. <laughs> when God moves, then you're like, oh, wow, speedily. How many times have you been surprised when God finally showed up, when God finally does what he desires to do? Here, here's my encouragement. I'm going to give you one last passage here. My encouragement to us is don't give up now. Don't give up now. Don't, don't, don't pull up right before a breakthrough. Don't pull, there's some things we might pray all the way into heaven when we see him. And there's some things we might see the breakthrough right before we step into heaven. But I, I want to pray faithfully toward those things that God's put in our heart to keep crying out both day and night. And then he ends with this 
thought, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So Jesus painted this parable. Now he's got real practical with his sons and daughters in this moment, speaking to us even now. And then he says, by the way, when the Son of Man comes, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? Let me tell you what he's not talking about context. He's not talking about saving faith in this moment. Jesus talks a lot about saving faith. He's talking about praying faith. I mean, like when the sky parts and Jesus comes back, will he find us praying over those things day and night, crying out, saying, Lord, will he find us full of faith that, Lord, no matter how long it takes, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And I, there's, there's something about somebody, Bill, mm-hmm. that puts their hand to the work of prayer in a specific way and doesn't let up. Just never gives up. It's, it's like that final question is uh, for the the preacher and me it's, <laughs> it's the application point yeah so i don't here's the principle yeah don't give up don't give up right. don't give up uh here's the promise right you know i'm gonna answer here's the application when i come am i gonna find you trusting yeah. me? Right. Well, if i if i look down right now are you still praying yeah. are you still out? persevering Well, welcome, and it is so good to be back with so many of you who have been uh, watching this podcast week after week after week and listening to it, and and I am so blessed to be able to talk to various individuals who God is using in, in this whole theme of prayer and revival. And today I'm blessed to have Jeremiah Canfield, who's pastor of a church outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a Reclamation Church, planted it nine years ago and has uh, tried to, uh, I think, effectively inculcate prayer into the very DNA of that church. And as a result, God continues to bless in some remarkable ways. And I heard recently, uh, Jeremiah, you're there, but I heard recently that you taught through Ephesians 6 and then in very practical ways um, began to mobilize your church to actually pray Ephesians 6 in their personal lives and, and family and so forth. And so, Jeremiah, number one, welcome. And I'm glad you're willing to tell your story. Yeah, no, it's great to be on, Byron. I appreciate you letting me come and, and share. Appreciate your heart for prayer and um, definitely desire to see God do something in our country. Um, it, it is. We I did a series on Ephesians and uh, was talking about the last verses and just titled the series, The Battle That We're In. Um, I do believe that we are in a battle and we have a leader and that is God and we have an enemy and that is Satan and his forces. And then it talks about our weapons and um, was able to just walk through our, our weapons that we have. And then you get to the end, Ephesians 6, when it talks about our weapons and, and it says in verse 18, praying at all times. And I believe that phrase there is connected with all the weapons, not just the one there at the end when it talks about it. And so God just really started to kind of put that on my heart of, okay, well, how are we praying this? And it's cool. As you look through the text, it says numerous times, put on and take up and put on. And so there's this action that is involved in this steps of the armor of God. And so I uh, was able to kind of walk through that with my church, explain the armor pieces and then just practically get them to take up and to put on God's armor. 
So how did you do that? I mean, wh what was the practical aspect of that that you challenged your people to, uh, yeah, make it real? So what, after we, after I preached the reach piece of the armor, I gave them just a, a little prayer that they could pray on a daily basis about that armor. The, the things about the armor is uh, it's Paul really has already talked about all these themes in, in the book of Ephesians. And then he kind of gets to the end and says, let me give you this practical way uh, of reminding you. And he gives this of uh, the armor. And, um, and so I, I would preach through it and then just gave a, a little prayer that they could pray. And we put them on, I actually have one right here, put them on a little piece of paper uh, that they had as they walked out, they could put in their Bible. And, and so each armor they could take and then pray that armor. And again, th these truths are ours because we're in Christ. But Paul is getting practical here and say, hey, let's take these up every day. Remind yourself, because I don't know about you, but I forget things a lot. And so I go mm -hmm. through my day and forget that I have peace and forget that I am called to righteousness and forget that I have faith and, and forget the incredibleness of my salvation. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think as believers, when we get up daily and remind ourselves, it's not that if we don't say these things in the morning, we won't have them throughout the day. It's more for our help. And I think that's what Paul was doing, practically saying, hey, remember these things and remember what you have as you go through this battle, as you go through this spiritual warfare that we're in, that remember you have these things and these things you should continue. And as you are praying at all times in the spirit. And so we're walking in the yeah. spirit, praying these things. And um, it has just been a help to me. I've been doing it every morning over the last two weeks. And talking to some of my people, just as they have um, been doing and just being refreshed by, I had one lady told me she put it as her wow. screensaver on her phone wow. and um, so she could see it every time. And it's just, these truths are ours and they're incredible truths. It's mm -hmm. just, are we going to apply? Are we going to take them up and, and remind ourselves, this is who we are in Christ. This so pick up that handout again, Jeremiah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, walk us through, just give us a taste, a feel for what is on there. Yeah. And uh yeah, what the people are reading every day. So Being reminded the, the belt of truth is, Father, let me know your truth, embrace your truth, and share truth with others. The belt of truth was the core of what the Roman soldiers would have. It wasn't like a little belt like we have. It was it, it covered their core. And, and so truth is, Paul already talked about truth so much. And so, God, let me know truth, embrace truth, and, and share your truth. Um, the breastplate of righteousness. Father, I want to walk in obedience to your word. Today, I desire to live and to practice righteousness in all my activities and conversations. So again, it started out saying, God, I, I want to live a right life. Yes, positionally in Christ, I am righteous. But practically, you've called me to holiness. You've called me to be righteous. The uh, feet covered with peace. It says, Father, let me never forget the peace that I have because of the cross. Let my soul rest in the assurance that I am complete and united with you. Let me today preach the gospel to myself. I think this one with the shoes is one that we sometimes misunderstand. The, the Roman soldiers, their shoes had spikes on them. And, and so it was to keep them solid in the ground so that when the forces would come against them, they would not move. And, and so here it's this peace that we have that when the forces come and, and the evil forces come, that we don't have to be shaken and so we pray and remind ourselves when we preach the gospel to ourselves, remember that we have peace, that we're united with Christ. And then the shield of faith, Father, let me stand behind the assurance that you have said will come to pass and that every dart that the evil one throws at me can be stopped by holding on to faith. 
And this one I love because it says in the text, it says, take up, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith in which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And so understand this shield that they would have, it was this four foot shield that they would get behind as the enemy would come. And, and so here God is saying, listen, all these darts, I'll hold off. And so taking up the shield of faith is just remind yourself, God, I trust in you. I trust in you with my life. I trust in you with what I'm doing. And then the helmet of salvation. Thank you for my salvation. It's not just in the past, but it's here for me today to live the victorious Christian life and will one day be my final resting place with you. Mm-hmm. In our salvation, so many believers I find just thank God for something that took place in the past. They forget the realization, the standing of their salvation today and to be grateful for it and realize that it's still coming someday when Christ returns. And, yeah. and so just stop and remembering, praying and thanking God for our salvation. And then the last one's the sword of the spirit. Father, may I never forget to use your word as my offense and defense against the devil. Let your words be on my heart and on my mind today. Let me cherish them, memorize them, and fight with them. Wow. We, we know in Matthew chapter 4, when Satan came to attack um, Jesus, what did he do? He quoted scripture. And, and so I think it's us realizing how important the word of God is and on our wow. word, on our mouth, and on our mind. And, and so just, wow. again, all those are just reminding ourselves. They're taking them up and say, okay, this is who I am. I'm in this battle. It's a real battle. And I can live the victorious Christian life. And I think praying at all times with these things is so important for every believer. Well, Jeremiah, thank you so much for modeling, not just preaching a message on Ephesians 6 or preaching through the book of Ephesians, uh, but for making it practical, for producing a handout and, and urging your people to every single day practically pray on that armor. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. And uh, I would, uh, if you'll give me permission, I'd like to post that on the onecry.com yeah. website glad. and uh, allow our viewers and listeners and our One Cry family to be able to get access to that. And especially all the pastors, you that are uh, listening to this podcast, uh, that could be a very practical tool as you get to Ephesians 6, especially, and mobilize your church congregation uh, to, to daily, to yeah. daily. That's put right. that armor on. So right. Jeremiah, thank you so much. And I uh, can't tell you how much your life over the years has meant to me and to see how you have followed his uh, leading in so many different ways. And thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, Kyle, I, I probably our listeners have, have heard this illustration, a true story of George Mueller, the great uh, pastor from uh, Bristol, England, and he was interviewed went right before his death. He was in his 90s, and he told a story of two childhood friends that he had prayed for all his life. And the interviewer said, uh, well, you know, I guess that didn't work or something like that. And he looked at him just <laughs> incredulously, and he said, he said, well, of course I'll be saved. He said, the Lord, the Lord told me they would. Right. One was saved at his funeral, and the other one— came to Christ, I think, six months after wow. his death. So just don't give up. Right. right. Don't, don't give up. And, and, and I was thinking as you were talking about the Lord working speedily, if we could see from heavens, although it may take years, sure. we would see God moving very fast in uh-huh. people's lives, right. orchestrating things that right. he knows 
he needs to do right. to get to that point for that prayer right. to be answered. So yeah. uh, persistent praying. Yeah. I mean, write it down. I, I was just thinking how many things in, man, 22, 23 years of following the Lord now mm-hmm. that are, were longstanding prayers that when the Lord moved, it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth every prayer, every moment that the mm-hmm. Lord let you be a part of that. That he Absolutely. let what kind what what better work and training you in the process. Yeah, part of the training you do with the military in base camp mm-hmm. is getting them to persevere. Yeah, so so it's not just about the answer to that yeah. prayer. It's yeah. sometimes God is uh, what's more important is yeah. the process Man. and the end result. So he's he's teaching yeah. you and training you all through that process of persistence. Well, which yeah, just. Thinking of a lesson the Lord taught me a long time ago and reminded me even now, as you said that, that prayer changes things, but it also changes the person that prays. Amen. Yeah, that God's doing something. He's building your faith. He's, he's raising a soldier in the midst of this. So I, I, I know we want to do that. I know we want to pray that in even now. So to our, our listeners, we just encourage you. I mean this from our heart to you. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Man, those things that the Lord has sparked in your heart to pray, uh, r- r- bring it back before him uh, with fresh faith. And when he comes, uh, and when he moves speedily on your ba- behalf or when the sky po- opens one day, you'll be glad you did. So we're going to pray for that. Even now, Bill, maybe you want to open us up yeah. and ask the Lord to help us. Yeah. Father, thank you that you're, uh, as, as someone said, you're never in a hurry, but you're always on time. That's right. and And you are... Perfect a day, a thousand years is like a day to you and will be to us in eternity when we see it. Uh, So, Lord, help us to just persevere, to do what you told us to do and and not lose heart. Lord, I think of that that word to lose heart. I, I lose confidence. I just give up. So, uh, Lord, help us to persevere in prayer. I pray Father, there may be things that we have given up on in the past that uh, we need to go back and revisit mm-hmm. and uh, so bring them to our mind and and make us just faithful men and women of prayer who, uh, at the end of the day, we we say like the Scripture says, I'm just an unworthy slave. I've done what you told me to do. And, and the joy of serving our Master and then one day in heaven, realizing we were a part of this incredible, redemptive mm. plan, and we had the privilege of playing our part. Mm. So make us persistent in prayer. Mm. Yeah, Lord, I, I pray personally, uh, and for our friends that are listening today, I pray for courage, uh, courage to believe again, that you'd put in us faith, Lord, that uh, you'd fill our hearts, Lord Jesus, for those things that we've prayed for in the past, that we would pray for right now in the present. God, and we would keep praying, Lord Jesus, keep believing for our for people, uh, Lord, for things in our own lives, God, for our churches, for our cities, Lord Jesus, for this nation and world. God, we, we help us to persistently pray with one voice, with one cry over and over again for a real move of God for something to really happen in our nation, God. So help us not to grow weary, uh, Lord, in this war of prayer that changes things, God. And I pray that we we would know, God, I pray you give us uh, faith to know, Lord, that things are happening in the heavenlies, that things are happening here on earth, or that things are being chipped away and a great work 
is happening, Lord. So help us to pray uh, persistently with power. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us again today. I, I hope this has helped you. And and by the way, one of the most uh, persistent prayers we ought to be praying is that God would send a nationwide and a worldwide movement of revival and spiritual awakening. That's what One Cry is all about, right. is to unite that cry. Uh, and and not only in in our, our nation, but... Right. Uh, you know, we have many, many countries uh, where the broadcast is going. Right. And uh, so really around the world, That's right. we're just crying out that God would send a great movement of revival and awakening uh, so that it would it would cause the rapid expansion mm. of the gospel. And mm. that's the end game and uh, God's glory. So thanks for listening and thanks for praying and just don't give up.